0: Welcome to the Mark Cameron Show. We have conversations with people making their mark, discover how they do it, and what the future of their work is. My guest this week is John Ferguson. John's the managing partner of John Ferguson Leadership. We have a great conversation about career agility, three horizon planning, and what you learned from meeting Billy Connolly. John's a good friend locally, and he's one of my favorite people to bump into while we're swapping down by the sea. Enjoy the conversation. Cheers, John. Hi, ah, cheers. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, thanks. Wow. So we're here in uh, Queensbury in yes. your in your office, and such uh, as
1: it is. <laughs> nice views, though.
0: Yeah, views of the trees down by the sea. Beautiful. What um,
1: what was it that got you to Queensbury in your life? Oh, no. I'll try and give you the abbreviated uh, version of that, but it's all the Royal Bank of Scotland's fault, really. <laughs> so. Uh, My wife and I uh, are both from Ayrshire, Jan was a a nurse working in Edinburgh, I was with the Royal Bank of Scotland in Edinburgh and uh, when we got married I had left the Royal Bank and had Jan and I went down to live in a place called Chipping Norton, which is in the Cotswolds which is a gorgeous part of the world and uh, Jan worked in Oxford and I worked in London and then we started to have kids, and we've got three beautiful girls, Amy, Rachel and Iona, we are all at university now and cost a fortune, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, from London I went to New York for a number of years to hmm. work, uh, and the business I was in was sold, and we came back to live somewhere in Scotland, and we chose so Queen Street, brilliant, yeah, and it was the best yeah. choice, yeah, for the family, yeah, and I love it
0: here, yeah. I really like Queen Street. I think it it has the feel of um, folks who have got something in their life that they're really interested in and quite passionate about, yeah. but maybe they wanted to get out of the. The city feel yes but be connected to things so you know we're near the north we're near the airport uh-huh. it's near it all it's a beautiful place
1: the challenge is uh, my wife jan will often say to me look you always wanted a house by the sea hmm. you have a house by the sea i say this is not the bloody sea <laughs> <laughs> it's an estuary it's the, fir- the, fir- the fir- fourth the fourth yeah how can you compare the 1st of 4th to the 1st of Clyde? Yeah. <laughs> there's, n- there's no comparison.
0: I saw a dredger this morning. though. It was be- beautiful. <laughs> Up and down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you, um, you got into, into working with RBS and with, mm. with banking... What drew you into the world of banking? or? Oh, no, I,
1: I, I would never, and people who listen to us, who know me, would say, John Ferguson, a banker? I don't think so. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, I am a fellow of the Institute of Bankers, and my brother-in-law, who is a real banker, struggled through the banking exams to become a member. Right. And I was with the bank for about three years and was given the fellowship because of the work I was doing with the institute, uh, which grates somewhat in my brother-in-law. Yeah, well, I didn't sit in any... Exam. How was Christmas? Yeah, was that all right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, he still talks to me. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, my life has always been involved in training, learning and development and leadership development for the yeah. past 25-plus years. Uh, and uh, I was recruited into the Royal Bank as the head of management and leadership development. Right. So I was a non-banker, Yeah. but my role was, if you want to call it a technical role, yeah. in leadership. Uh, and they wanted an external person, not a banking person. Yeah. Yes. okay. And that's the way it works. Yeah,
0: and, and for you, had, had this area of learning and people leadership, was mm. it always an interest or was there a moment where something clicked on
1: for you? No, no, I mean, I, I started my career in maritime communications with a company that's now defunct called Marconi. Right. Uh, and Marconi uh, had technical people all over the world involved in Maritime Communications and I was one of those, but eventually you come to a a situation where are you always going to be a technical person for the rest of your life? Mm. And I reached that crossroads and decided that I wasn't going to be, I was going to be someone who trained Mm -hmm. the technical people. And then I became aware of another crossroads which was are you going to be a technical trainer for all your life? And I moved into training the managers of technical people. Right. Then the leaders of technical people. Mm. So I've always been involved since then. Yeah. My technical history, yep. which is defunct now, of course. Yeah. Satellites everywhere. <laughs> uh, but, um, yes, the answer is I've always been involved in learning and development. Mm-hmm. And in particular in senior people development. Yeah. And now all my practice is around board development and director development yeah. in the main. And
0: how, how does that work? Is that, um, are you identifying potential and challenges in organisations and exploring that with them? How, how do you see it?
1: Yeah, it's, um, I'm a very lucky man, first mm. of all, and uh, I, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to professional reputation for all of us who operate mm. in a business, uh, and I've been fortunate that people will come to me and yeah. ask me to support in a sort of word of mouth way. Yeah. And uh, so I tend to have clients which are long standing clients yeah. for maybe three years, sometimes five years. And I'm working with senior people for wow. over the piece because the business is always changing. Yeah. The challenges are always there, it's never standing still.
0: Yeah. And have you seen the pace of that increase oh, over the
1: last... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. without doubt. Uh, there's, in the commercial world, uh, I believe there's a a volatility and an uncertainty which yeah. is combining to make life very complex for businesses yeah. and senior business leaders because they really don't know what's, what's going to occur this year. Right. With the Brexit stuff and yep. other things that are going around. But nevertheless, it's not just the political changes. It's the technological changes. Yep. And it's not just the political and technological changes. It's the generational changes. Yep. And the diversity yep. aspects that are coming in now right. that are really challenging businesses. Yep. To uh, have a really good look in the mirror and to think about their purpose in a more serious way if they're going to survive.
0: Yeah. Because it, it seems like in the, in the last few number of years, you've had the environmental stuff. There's been mm. faster changes in culture, faster changes in technology. Yeah. What What kind of businesses seem to adapt to that or can even get out ahead of some of that and, and get a lens for the complexity that works? Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, they're all challenged, I would have to say. Uh, I do a lot of work in uh, the drinks industry. Uh, and... You know, the drinks industry in Scotland is famous for scotch, of course. Yeah. And out of nowhere, uh, from uh, Boeing in the US, we suddenly find that there's increased tariffs yeah. impacting in their business, which they couldn't foresee. Right. Uh, but the smart uh, drinks companies have built a heritage, I would call it, around their product mm. uh, and their product... And the reputation of their product is a global yeah. uh, consideration, <clears throat> and some of the companies I work with, still in the drinks industry, cannot produce enough of the product. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Because whatever's produced is sold. <clears throat> right. Because of that reputation. And because well, was,
0: it's... was this the the transition where a lot of the brands were doing aged whiskies? Yes. But then they they transitioned for a while to do more of a branded style whiskey because. They almost couldn't keep up the supply of the yeah. aged stuff and they need to redo it. And
1: Yeah, they're all uh, involved in their own marketing uh, considerations. Yeah. But uh, the, the ones that I've uh, witnessed make even stronger strides forward are more at the premium end mm-hmm. of malt whiskey, in particular. Yeah. Uh, and when uh, a brand becomes associated with premium, and when it becomes associated with highest quality, then mm. watch it go off the shelf. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, when you think about these brands, I don't want to get into the brands, but if you think about the brands, uh, there is something about ownership of uh, bottles, vintage bottles of whiskey which are selling for £10,000, £100,000. In fact, one of uh, my clients was opening a new visitor centre and had uh, commissioned uh, bottles of their malt uh, to celebrate the opening of the new right. visitor centre. Right. There was a queue of 200 cars what? waiting... On the visitor centre opening, so they could be the ones that got the oh my goodness right. special bottles. So right. it's just smart marketing, yeah. basically yeah. at the end of the day. But yeah. it's not without its challenges. Yeah, and
0: yeah. and for you, what do you what do you get out of this life? Like <laughs> you've crafted a a space to to do this brilliant work with people, with boards, yeah. some really great drinks. <laughs> uh,
1: well, you know, I, I'm very fortunate. I work cross sector. I work in the drinks industry. I Work in uh, public sector. Uh, the NHS and government yeah. uh, organisations. are work in pharmaceuticals. I work in the uh, uh, sort of more uh, hygiene factors like mm-hmm. water, electricity, etc. and gas, and indeed telecoms. But I get... I've always enjoyed my work. So I think if you've got a passion for your work, yeah. it manifests in the way that you work with other people. So it's a wee bit infectious, in fact it sounds a wee bit crass to say this, but one of my clients, a managing director, when I had this session with him recently, and he he wrote this email and said it was really good to see you John, Uh, and you're looking so well etc etc, but I found the session really valuable. I always feel energised after one of your sessions. I'm not in the business of energizing, people. <laughs> but if there's something in the way that I work with people, they perceive it as such. then yeah. That's yeah positive. Yeah. The yeah. trick for me is how can I help these people energize their people? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my
0: job, right? Right. Because there's, you know, like careers and and people working out what to do with their lives again. Yeah. That's almost. As complex now
1: as the as the jobs that they go into, there's well, even more so. Mark. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I would have to say that this is a, a very topical uh, situation just now. I mean, we, we know uh, from our fathers and maybe even grandfathers that employment in and, and days gone by was you were in a company and you stayed with that company yeah. for years. My dad. Did not understand me yeah. moving from Royal Bank to North Northwest, for example. So yeah. Why would you do that? Uh, but uh, the the scenario we have now is with the generations that are coming up, they don't have that loyalty. Mm-hmm. They they have a different mindset yeah. around the world of work. Right. Uh, but what I'm finding uh, especially interesting just now is the way people get into employment. Uh, and progress perhaps in their chosen field not necessarily in the same organisation but they're progressing but there's a bit of a professional technical specialism that's a passport for their progress Mm. how does that work? so if someone's decided to let's say someone has decided that they've um, dedicated their life in uh, neurosurgery yeah So they want to be the best neurosurgeon, naturally. Uh, And their technical capabilities in a fast changing world uh, is their passport for future senior roles. Yes, right. Uh, If they want to have a senior role, they're gonna have to be really good at what they do. It's the same for everyone, uh, I would say. But what they discover is, it's not just a technical role, albeit critical. It's the way they interface with people that manifests in their professional reputation. Yeah. That's the passport for growth. Yeah. In their career. Right. So then they begin to think, I can be the most technical expert in the world, but if I don't get on well with the people around me and I am not perceived uh, appropriately as yeah. a person. Yeah. Then my career is going nowhere. Yeah. That's the deal. So what you've got to do is to maintain your technical credentials and always be at the forefront and knowing to be at the forefront. But blend it, going back to the drinks industry, blend (laughs) it with uh, a recognition that you are comfortable working with other people Mm. in an environment which is more... Collaborative mm-hmm. in an environment which is more about team, in an environment which is more yeah. about support, and, it, and it's these attributes yes. that differentiate someone who's brilliant technically. Yeah,
0: but and so do you think, um, will the world of work or will teams potentially mm-hmm. punish someone who's technically excellent but is uh. A, a whole set of yeah. derogatory words. Like, will, will the world of work start to naturally exclude those who actually can't combine those skill yeah, sets? Yeah,
1: well, do you know, it's an interesting thing. Uh, uh, a long time ago now, well, I'm saying a long time, maybe four or five years ago, I was working with a, an oil company. And they, they expressed to me that this person's behaviours were inappropriate and mm. could I help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said well, does this person know that their <laughs> behaviours are inappropriate? And the person I was speaking to said, well, it's obvious, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I said, not to, not that, to that person. Yeah. Uh, I can't be the one who delivers the message. Yeah. I'm not going to sit down with this person <laughs> and say, how's it going?
0: Nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And the, the person might turn around and say, it's good, great, thanks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then I have to say, no, I don't think it is. Right. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, So we we had to make sure there was an awareness. Mm. Uh, But the point I was coming to is that uh, self-awareness is a critical element for success, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in my view. Uh, And a lot of my work is about holding up a mirror to an individual or to a team or to a board and say, have a look in this. Are you happy with this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And if you're not happy... What aspects are we going to fix? Uh Whatever. Yeah. Uh, But for this this particular uh, individual, uh, he was accused of being a bully and uh, getting into gender here, but his response was, people don't understand that I'm a passionate person Mm. and they they misinterpret my passion. That's why you're getting this feedback. Right, right. And, uh, you know, I tried to help this person, but essentially there was a lot of denial around Mm -hmm. this person. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, anyway, John, you know, when I'm at home and I'm I'm an absolute pussycat, (laughs) you you ask my wife, she'll tell you. I said, well, let me speak to your wife. Did you phone up? I spoke to her wife. Yep. What did she say? Absolute pussycat. He's a bully. Right. So now we've got... Awareness mm-hmm. to a level where this person's faced with, am I going to live my life being perceived as such, right. or am I going to live my life and enjoy it yeah. by changing? Then yeah. it's that change that yeah. comes from awareness. Yes. No awareness, no Won't need change. to change. Right, right. Uh, <coughs> but anyway, you mentioned something earlier about careers. Mm. It's interesting when I reflect a little bit on my own career, when our eldest daughter was at school she was asked about what does your dad do for a living in a group discussion? And she said, Well, do you know, Dad, this, I was asked this today, and I don't know what you do. Hmm. I know what your business card says. And at the time, my business card said UK practice leader. So I was in charge of a UK team, yeah. in essence. Yeah. Uh, she said... So the only answer I could come up with was I know what my dad's business card says and my interpretation of that is I think he's practising to be a leader. <laughs> and, you know, I said to, to her, you know, you're spot on Aye. and I'll be the rest of my life practising yeah. to be a leader. <laughs> uh, because it's always evolving, isn't yeah. it? You know? yeah. But uh, there's sometimes mystery around the roles, etc. And you were um, thinking through that in terms of people thinking about their
0: careers and how to tweak it, you know, moving to that state of practice, and you say career planning is dead.
1: Yeah, Uh, yes, I'm not fond of the word planning, because planning would suggest to me that it's almost like a project with uh, a beginning and an end, and in between there's a series of activities you do. Right. Uh, God, career's not like that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, you have to be absolutely agile to the context of a never-changing world. Yeah. Uh, uh, and making sure that you are fit for purpose for whatever's happening. And I found that people have naturally a strong concentration on today. Yeah. What, it, what is it I am paid to do? What role am I performing? How do I exceed in my performance today? Now, I applaud that because all of us need to perform now Yeah. Uh, if we want to survive. If a business doesn't perform now, it dies. Yeah. Uh, if we don't perform now, then someone's going to have a performance yeah. management conversation with yeah. us. So it's important. But what I've noticed is the people who think in three horizons as opposed to the initial horizon, my in my language... Now is around Horizon 1. Okay. So we know we've got to excel in Horizon 1. Right. But if we're not learning from the work that we're doing and watching the trends, watching the intelligence, watching the important considerations for the future so that we can begin to adapt... Yeah. as opposed to plan yeah. so that we can begin to adapt nice. for horizon two and more importantly, the horizon three, right. the strategic.
0: So the horizon is, one is the now, the present, the, yes. the next review, the next bunch of stats. Two is the...
1: What's coming, what's what we're coming. preparing for next year. Yeah. And three is the more strategic three to five years. Right, right. And it's a mistake to think that uh, we have a strategic plan, the box is ticked right i'm not with that no because it's always moving 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 yeah and so the smart individuals and teams what's the same for a team uh, or for a board an organization these organizations or these teams or this individual if they are overly focused in horizon 1 there's a risk yeah for what's coming next year there's an even greater risk that they're going to be out of sync yeah. for the future. Yeah, and and so would would people that you've
0: seen do this well? Are they having conversations uh, regularly around this? What mm. what are the like? What are the conversations so that you I'll, have? I'll give you an example.
1: Them? Actually, uh, working again in oil and gas, and the CEO of the business was I was having this chat uh, as a woman, and she was saying to me, John. The challenge I've got is, when I look round my board, I've got um, industry experts, is the expression she used. The people that are best in class are sitting here. But I've got to go to Houston in Texas and report Mm. about my North Sea asset for the business uh, globally. Uh, And these people are so... Narrow in their thinking around their expertise today. <laughs> yeah. They're not giving me the intelligence, the trends, the insights that they're picking up in the work that they're doing. Right. To inform me. Yeah. When I go to Texas to say, we are really hitting the numbers this year. Yeah. But do you know what? We have noticed these points about. Uh, trends, we have noticed this intelligence coming through, we know this regulatory thing or whatever it happens to be, mm-hmm. and we are mitigating against it for next year. That's That was her challenge, right. because her people were so deep yeah. into Horizon 1, yeah and the task she gave me was, make my people better, three horizon yeah. leaders, yeah. and that was great work. Great, yeah. Because there's a, the, sorry Mark, but there's yep. a, a professional pride associated with the technical, whatever it is people are doing. Now I love that, yeah. because there's ownership with that. Yeah. But you can't be a senior person in whatever role without thinking about tomorrow uh-huh. and the future. Yeah. That's the trick. If yep. you get expert uh, performance now... But preparing for the future yeah. at the same time, yeah. Then you've got something, right? I was um,
0: hearing about uh, Simon Sinek's new book. He um, yeah. was the guy who gave us the Golden Circle. The starting with why and yeah, yeah. Um, but he he unpacked this a bit, saying there's the finite and infinite games that people play and yeah, the business. Could be in a finite game, which is, is yes. that Horizon 1, what's coming up next year, yeah. and you, you set the game with a start, middle, end. Yeah, yeah, fine. You know when you yeah, win. Fights,
1: that's it. Right,
0: fine. right. Yeah. But then how Yeah, how do businesses go to that yeah. infinite game where you're in a much bigger story and un- unpacking uh, what's possible in organisations when they start to do that? So he looks at, say, Netflix and say, why is the biggest
1: right. um,
0: media entertainment platform in Correct. the world and they don't own... Um, you know, they don't have a studio, or no, no, Amazon no. never had a yeah. shop, and no. Uber never had a car. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, it's wonderful stories, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. What is it that, what, what's that mindset that gets people into, yeah. into the next place? I,
1: I, I think uh, for me, it's a Three Horizons stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, because they are smart around optimizing now, but got their eye on next year yeah. and the years ahead yeah and can, i think uh, that's why i'm not sure about the word planning mm-hmm. i think this agility yeah. is the key to it it's so good it's about the intelligence now that you are uh, receptive to in a way that informs you in a competitive market yeah. for yeah. what's coming right if you're just doing the way you've always done it yeah as many people have said, don't be surprised if we get what you did just a little
0: and it, there's this time with some of that idea thing, there's um, things to have said that haven't been said, things to yes. be done that haven't been done, it's, Yeah, I what's, what's, I love that
1: idea yeah, I uh, when I'm working with um, individuals uh, in particular, uh, it's not unusual for people to when we're talking about performance optimization for them today and for their career, which is a longer term, uh, sometimes people are over egging the horizon one <laughs> uh-huh. so I need to help them think about two and three, but that's okay. Uh, but it's not unusual for people to reflect, which is a very powerful thing to do mm-hmm. because they're so busy. Uh, having the time to discern, I think is a good word, yeah. to discern their, from their experiences, Uh, And keep a journal, perhaps, in a way that they're actually beginning to think uh, about what they've experienced in a way that informs their future. It's not easy for people because they're under pressure, obviously, to go on and do things. But the point I would make is that a lot of people say to me things like, you know, John, when I reflect, I should have. Or they might say, when I reflect, I could have. Mm. If I had the penny for every time someone said that to me, and but I think it's a healthy thing that people reflect. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think it's even more uh, effective when you take your reflections seriously and think about uh, your future. So it's not unusual for people to say, "There have been opportunities for me to say things, but I I left it unsaid." Yeah. Yeah. Or there have been opportunities for me to do things, but I didn't do it. Yeah. And that unsaid, undone, tends to be or could be a chronic thought that comes into people's mm. minds. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. repeats it, and repeats. It's
0: unclosed and it repeats. And... Yeah,
1: and, they, and when they're reflecting they go, oh, I wish, I'd, I wish I'd done that. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm sorry I didn't say that. Yeah. And it's not just in a commercial uh, employment uh, work. It's about life. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people... Well, because uh, the work that I do is, yes, it's about uh, trying to help uh, individuals enhance their performance or a company to enhance its performance. But you can't do that without thinking about and individual's life. life. Yeah. Yeah. So, then you start hearing uh, aspects of people's hygiene things around mm. their health, mm-hmm. around their well being. Mm-hmm. Uh, around their relationships yeah. I and mean, these are really important considerations and I uh, I think it's important for me and the work that I do to uh, help people to express uh-huh. where they are with yeah. all of this because holistically if there are issues around relationships or health or well-being or whatever, sure as a, we, you and I are sitting here together it's going to manifest Yeah. Yeah. and it's going to manifest in lack of performance. Right. And the more we can enhance these, it's going to manifest in enhanced performance. Yeah.
0: And the, the space that we're in today where, where people are, it seems like they won't compromise um, on their health or the family or the well-being in the mm-hmm. same way that it possibly would have in the past. Because yeah, Because we seen true. the effects. Like We've yeah. seen families torn to bits. We've seen people plummet uh, with their health and the work yeah, suffering. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it seems now that a lot of the... Uh, folks starting to enter the workplace, mm. it's tighter boundaries, it's yes. higher values on the health and well-being elements. <laughs> yes, because of course. They say, I won't compromise on yeah. that, because
1: they get the wholeness thing. Yeah, that, it's ownership for their life, I uh-huh. think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's really important. And, uh, you know, uh, when I'm talking to an individual about leadership, yeah, effectiveness, uh, I'm not going to stray away from the fact that it's a more holistic Thought mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. around them, uh, but it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Some people want to st- stay in the technical. Area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not as simple as that. Right, You right. got to start thinking broader. You know, and I, I mentioned this word earlier. I think it's eventually it gets to professional reputation. Yeah. You, you know, if if someone says to me, "Give me the key to optimize." Yeah. I will say, you have to be aware of how you perceived. I mean, we're approaching uh, Rabbi Burns' time, aren't we? Yeah. And he had this beautiful expression around uh, the gift to see myself as others see a, wow. see me. Yeah. I can't express it in the Scotch word. I'm ashamed to say, but there is something really important about. Uh, being able to discern how other people see you yeah, uh, and then learning from that and doing something about it I think that's a, yeah. a really powerful thing to do but uh, if you don't mind me tell you a st- hopefully yeah. quick yeah. story but um, I mentioned that I worked uh, I'm, I'm linking it to a profes- uh, professional reputation but I worked in New York for a number of years and if you had said to me a number of years ago Tell me, John, what's your perception of Billy Connolly? I would have probably said, you know, he's quite a funny guy. Aye. Uh, but well, I'm not sure. He's a wee bit OTT and he swears <laughs> all the time. And, uh, he's just not my cup of too tea. Too crass for my granny. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have said. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in New York and uh, I'm coming back to my uh, apartment one evening. And, uh, you know, New York there has got these gas, uh, not gas, steam yeah. Under yeah you see steam coming out. Well, oh so he the, feels all like it's alive pipes. and yeah. Uh, and one of the valves associated with this blew up and it was one almighty explosion. And the police got very excited about it. They did not know what caused the explosion, they're pushing people away. And at, at that time my wife was back in Edinburgh and I thought, I'm just gonna phone home just to make sure my wife in case it comes up in the news, yeah. there's been an explosion in New York. Yeah. So I'm making this call. And I was aware that someone was beside me. And I just turned. I'm not joking, it was Billy Connolly. (laughs) And, you know... That's great. I'm I'm shaking his hand because he had the Scottish accent. And I'm saying, how are you doing, Billy? (laughs) It's lovely to see you. And my wife naturally says, who are you talking (laughs) to, John? I said, I'm actually speaking to Billy Connolly. Uh, I don't know if Billy Connolly will ever hear this, but he'll remember this, I hope. But anyway, I said to John... Uh, I'm actually speaking to Billy Coney, and she said, of course, that'll be right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he knew that would be the response. He said, what's your wife called? I said, Jan, let me speak to her. And he took the phone, and you know, he said something that I won't forget, because he said, hello, Jan, it's Billy here, just to let you know that your husband is perfectly safe and sound. He gave me the phone back, I shook his hand, and off he went. <laughs> so, now you ask me, what what's your perception of Billy Connolly? Right. He's a gentleman. Yeah, He's an absolute gentleman who knew in the moment what was appropriate yeah. to say. I mean, he could have taken the phone Aye. and said, I'm Billy Connolly, am I great? Yeah, right. yeah. No, he was talking about... Uh, the safety of you could see it me. in me, yeah. and I just think he's a beautiful man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's the thing about professional reputation. Unless you experience it, yes, you can make it up. Yeah. So we could have views of all the political people, right? Uh, in the news just right. now, or anything to do with what's th- topical. Yeah. And we will have a view on the reputation of these people. Yeah. It's not based on fact. Right, it's not based on our experience, it's highly our perception of them, and yeah, and it's dangerous. And yeah. I think I find that this works a lot in the world of work. Yeah, uh, because people will make up their perceptions of individuals. Which can be far right. from reality. Yeah. So they take it can be dangerous. A million possible comments
0: about an individual, or yeah. fifty thoughts they've had about, them and they dial it down to one uh, sentence. Well, it's not they're just a bit like this. Exactly, uh,
1: and it's not just uh, individuals. Yeah. It's teams. Yeah. Oh, that HR team—they yeah. are blah blah blah. Right. Or that finance team—they are. Yeah. You know what they're like. It's yeah. typical of the language. <laughs> You know what that, they're like., yeah. You'll be waiting a while for my response. this yeah. <laughs> to be from
0: 15 different people.
1: It's nothing like yeah. reality. That's yeah. the dangerous thing. Yeah. So my sense is, when I'm working with uh, senior people, and I, I'm asking questions about their professional reputation. Uh, and sometimes I use tools to try and help raise this mm-hmm. a bit in their awareness. And it's not unusual for people to say to me, "I had no idea, John." That's see, I had no idea people yeah. thought that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm say, well, I'm glad you know now. But yeah, what are you yeah. going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's
0: I find um, when you've got these big characters punting out uh, their their political leadership or an yeah. organisational leadership, you you get this feedback from people which is, you know, often yeah. is that generalised yeah. or quite distorted view of what the person could be like. Correct. But it's curious as the more, uh, the stronger the characters that we observe, uh-huh. um, there, there is something in me that's, that begins to admit, like, okay, I might look at someone who has a, either a very firm, clear political view, yeah. and they can um, be like a bulldozer and get that yeah. through, or maybe on the other side, someone who has such vast compassion for Mm. people that are different to themselves and I think I wonder if I just end up projecting my desire to be a bit like that person onto my frustration so really you know I say oh they're all this and that you think I'd love to be a bit more of a bulldozer and get away with it like that but there's something in me that cares too much about what people think and all that and um, or would love on the other side to just accept everything and everyone And yeah. find it easy, but I'd know that there's more
1: yeah. judgment in me that...
0: Well, you I know, uh,
1: it's tied a bit to, uh, I would call it, integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I would like to think that most people would view uh, displaying integrity yeah. and nurturing integrity valuable. Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to think that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes integrity will manifest in quite assertive yes. ways. Yeah. But it's still integrity. Yeah. It's still, I mean yeah. if I'm working with someone who's underperforming, am I going to camouflage their underperformance? Right. That would lack right. integrity. Yeah. So I would have to have the assertion and the integrity to see it as it is. Yeah. For the benefit of the person. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, being known as a person of integrity yeah. will help professional yeah. reputation. Do you think that's even the case <laughs> that like, you know, integrity
0: is a high measure bar. It's often a high value yeah. in teams and in, in what people can offer. But then, is there? A, do you think we really want integrity? Because yeah, sometimes integrity, if it's the same on the outside as on the inside... Sometimes things on the inside are pretty rough going. Absolutely. And if we actually were saying, no, we want integrity across the team, yeah. we're going to have it. We're but going to have the assertive. We're going to have the dominant. We're, we're going to have the, the lot.
1: Very difficult. I mean, I, I wouldn't camouflage that this is, uh, we're, we're talking about a skill Yeah. here. Yeah. A skill set which is complex and uh, uh, difficult. And that's yeah. why a lot of people talk about uh, the opportunity to help Leaders and managers have difficult conversations, yeah, because it is difficult yeah. sometimes to talk about uh, lack of performance or whatever. Yeah. What's really going on, yeah. Uh, but if you don't actually have the, the skill to act with integrity, yeah, then you'll let under performance rule uh, or whatever it happens yeah. to be, something which is inappropriate, yeah, that's not way worth it. But I would. I would venture, Mark, that uh, if you and I did uh, a poll on the top 100 companies, you'll find in their values yeah. integrity. yeah, <laughs> It's always there. Yeah. In some shape or form, Aye. it will say, we value integrity. integrity. Well, what do you think it means? When, <laughs> what do you think it actually means when people are saying that? Yeah, you know, uh, it, well, we can understand it uh, A level, Uh a fairly base level, because integrity implies uh, truth. Yeah. Uh, It it implies almost a a way of working, which is of uh, a base truth value. So we all want that, don't we? Yeah. Value, uh, these are important uh, characteristics, but the transfer of a value into operational day-to-day... Yeah. Uh, Language is where the challenges are because the people that are being measured for integrity tend to be leaders, tend to be senior managers, tend to be managers, tend to be supervisors. Uh Uh And it's a tough gig being a supervisor and a manager and a senior manager, I can tell you. So these people need a lot of help Uh to understand what does it mean to act with integrity. And And what does it mean? How do you
0: even... Measure how do you measure integrity? Exactly. And how do you act on that? Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know,
1: if there was a, uh, what's the term I'm trying to find here? A sort of golden thread mm. through this conversation. The the golden thread that I see is about uh, behaviours, uh, and uh, having the strength of blending technical and leadership and people ca- uh, capabilities yeah, yeah. for success and how yeah. we measure success Yeah. now you just can't escape from uh, people in the world unless <laughs> you're really in a, uh, an island somewhere uh, with no people but if that is the case I feel that more attention to uh, collaboration mm-hmm. More attention to uh, engagement, more attention to participation mm-hmm. is an opportunity for the commercial world. Right. I, I really believe yeah. that. Uh, and sometimes people don't, they would say they believe it, but they don't act. Yeah.
0: And what, what do you think that could look like for the future of work? Well, I think, of it's,
1: I think it's accelerating at a pace. Yeah. Uh, Because of all the technological uh, changes and uh, uh, artificial intelligence or algorithms coming out of companies, you know it's just moving so fast uh, that we're still human. Yeah. So the human (laughs) aspects of it become even more important. Yeah. I mean, we've all seen uh, robotics and things. And uh, you know, impacting on the way things were done, yeah. But if you just try to think for a moment about if over the past 10 years we've seen these dramatic changes in cars or whatever it Um. happens to be, in computer uh, uh, aspects or whatever it happens to be, there's another 10, 20 years to come Mm -hmm. and it's going to be even faster. So, surely we've got to prepare for it. And what's the common the common uh, aspect of all of this, we remain human. So, we are people. Yeah. you know. We haven't quite got to replacing us yeah. yet. <laughs> so what we've got to do, in my belief, is optimise the influence that we have as people. The influence we have with people to optimise whatever it is we're tasked to do. Yeah. That's, for me, the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the to- I just thought of something Mark forgive yeah, me I'm really going good. back that's but, really uh, good um, I, uh, a long long time ago uh, I did some work for what was called British shipbuilders uh, in the Clyde now I'm talking about a serious number of years <laughs> ago uh, but I was chaining the shipyard supervisors or senior tradespeople to work with apprentices right. so that they understood a bit more about the engagement with young people. Yeah. And I met a man there called Jimmy Lucas. Now, I have no idea what happened to Jimmy Lucas, but he was a very humorous man, and he told stories <laughs> which had us all in fits of laughter. And, you know, what Jimmy said to me, because Billy Connolly at that time was quite a famous guy. Yeah. I had Billy Connolly as an apprentice, John. <laughs>
0: no way.
1: I taught him everything he knew <laughs> about storytelling. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, this man, was he funny? <laughs> he was hilarious. Yeah. So maybe if we ever had the chance to meet Billy Connolly again, yeah, I would I like say that. to him, tell me about Jimmy Lucas. Aye. Mm-hmm. That, that's <laughs> it, isn't it? It's like the role someone can play But it's, life, it's hey? the impact. Uh-huh. Because I mean I've read uh, a few of uh, Billy Connolly's books uh, over the past year or so, and he likes to talk about his time in the shipyard. Wow! But what he, what he concentrates on in a way is the influence of the people around him. Yeah. Who told stories? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, while they're on a break or whatever. Uh, and the impact the stories had on him, well. and his life, obviously. Yeah. That's ah, so good. That's that's going to be the interesting thing that
0: how it's like. How do we keep those spaces where you get the the mastership builder and the apprentices and they're yeah. gathering around the lunch break yeah, and yeah. the stories. stories
1: are coming round yeah. and then that's what sticks with your Billy Connollys. Yeah, I mean, I think around. I think these are important. Yeah. And, uh, you know when we think about the world of uh, optimizing. Uh-huh. Uh, people in business and whether they're managers or not, uh, people want to relate. It's not death by PowerPoint on a series of <laughs> yeah. points. Yeah. What's the context of this? Well, the context is you're working with people. It's relationships. So it's relationships yeah. and therefore, if you've got a story to tell that actually illustrates the point, yeah. you're better telling the story. Yeah, yeah. Because they'll remember the story. uh uh-huh. It's people connect to actual human experience. Exactly. Not just... Yeah. The screams yeah. No, no, no. no. Gosh. Yeah. So uh, maybe there's a, a a role in the future for me to be a storyteller. I'm not sure, but mm. I'll investigate. Yeah, yeah. What What would your um, what's your big hope for the future? <sighs> no, well, your you know, know, uh, the first uh, aim, if you like, mm-hmm. is always to enjoy the work I do. So I. Uh, I really do enjoy meeting people and working with them for a purpose, and I enjoy. I hope to continue to enjoy that. I'm so lucky, Touchwood, that that's the case, and I have that opportunity to do that. But uh, I'm just in the office looking at photographs of my wife and daughters here, and you know now I see my daughters moving up through their university education and thinking about their careers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's quite interesting because they're a source of education for me (laughs) Uh, they really are because they they bring a a sense of reality around their world or how they see the world Uh Uh which I just don't have and I think it's really important to understand or try to appreciate uh, how they see the world and I'll tell you it's a different world from where I've come from so I would like to continue to learn so uh, mark to be honest around that uh, but in learning I'm appreciating more and more the diversity of personality characteristics and styles I mean we've just come through Christmas yeah, and our three daughters were home for Christmas <laughs> and I'm sitting back and I'm listening and I'm thinking boy are they different we brought them up uh-huh. but they are totally different yeah, yeah. and there's something rich about that difference Uh, just going back Mm -hmm. to uh, another quick story one of my daughters again at school was asked about they were discussing social class Uh, are you a middle class or whatever Uh, and uh, we were talking about it at dinner and so she said well mum you know what are we and my (laughs) wife said well we're a middle class family and I said, I don't think so. <laughs> you work for a living and I work for it. We're a working class family. Right. And she turned around to my daughter and said, look, I'm married into working class. <laughs> 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 OK, I know my place. I think there's, there's something interesting about yeah. that. <laughs> working <out> the classes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, how can people connect with you? See what you're well, up to and what you're
1: yeah, uh, I've got a website, obviously John Ferguson Leadership, uh, and uh, John John Ferguson Leadership yeah, Will get me anything. Yeah. Oh, and, great. Uh, if I can help anyone, I'll be delighted. Yeah. If they want a story, I'll tell them a story. <laughs> no, i more of those. <laughs> uh, Thanks so much, John. Mark, yeah, it's been an jump. absolute pleasure, something. and mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I feel as if I've uh, prolonged the conversation selfishly oh, around me. Lovely. That's <laughs> really uh, great, unit. it? Normally, in my work, I don't get the chance to talk about myself. (laughs) I want them, I want whoever's in front of me or whoever to talk, (laughs) not me to talk. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you. Cheers. And uh, you made it so easy. Well done. This is great. Thanks
0: so much for joining the conversation. And do check John out on his website. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, like it, share it, let other people know about what we're talking about. The music was cut together by Sam Gallagher. The images were by Melody Joyco, and we recorded this in Queensbury.